Okay. Yo, we are, we are uh, you messed it up, DDP. I was gonna come back in like with the replay of yo, like it didn't happen. <laughs> no, it didn't didn't happen at all. We absolutely did not talk for like three minutes, not realizing <laughs> we weren't live yet. Oh, that was a blooper. Like we should have had that. Like that should have yeah. been recorded. That was perfect. What's good? <laughs> not What's much, good? man. Not much. Not, I, I'm gonna stick with my same bit as before. I, I don't give a crap. Not much yeah, is go good, ahead. man. I, I am sick to death of watching Dallas build 20 plus point leads and then piss them away in a matter of minutes. Uh, they oh. got the win last night. That's mm -hmm. cool. That's legit. Luca right. bails them out with uh, a typical Crazy. Luca magic. Um, I saw someone calling it a game winner. It's not a game winner. They were up one. He hits right. a rainbow they three. Had a Improbable clutch. All of that. Absolutely. But it's like you were leading. It, it's not a game winner by definition. But you don't feel good about that. Yeah, uh, it, it is what it is, man. Like you keep catching these teams in scenarios where it's like, okay, you're favored. You should you should be good now, and you just kind of mess around. And at least this time they actually put it away. Now the consequence of that, um, Lucas resting tonight. You have Dinwiddie right. coming off a forty plus uh, minute game, right. and you still don't have Jaden Hardy up on your active roster. So mm -hmm. it's interesting watching this game now against Houston because you're like. I don't know how's this gonna go, and so far it's eh. not bad. Fifty-one to forty-two. Yeah, uh, it's one of those things. I'm Houston's just, a bad just, team. Houston, Houston doesn't even want to win. Right, they're two and twelve. There's nothing to really get excited about because if if you were ever to rest your top player, this is the game you rest them against because Houston's in a disarray. We just were talking about it off air. Silas mm -hmm. is probably gonna get fired at the end of the year. Let's bring him on back. If you get fired, Silas, listen, Silas. Listen to this right here. Listen to this show. It's a good show. Listen to this show. Tell them, bring you back because we want you back. You'll be a great asset back with the team. Great with the players. He's just a great, he's not a head coach in my opinion in the NBA. Nothing against him, but everybody's not a head coach. I think he's an awesome assistant coach and he really can deal with the players on that level. So mm, it is what it is. Oh yeah, yeah. Eastside Harold, you're in here. I forgot. I called you Eastside. I never said I was never going to call you that again. What's up, Harold? And your Houston Rockets, they suck. So what you're going to do right now, he's Harold? Probably happy about that though. No, he, he's going to switch to the Astros. That's what he's going to oh, do. Okay, I'll start talking about them. Yeah, as yeah. if we care about baseball here. Exactly, but that's what he's going to do. That's going to do. Fair enough. He's got the playbook. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, Houston. They don't even want to win this game. Like. They're what'd you say, like two and twelve? Like they're they're literally throwing in for like this entire this entire uh, Victor. Oh man, one of these days I'm gonna learn how to say the name. Uh let's just say Victor in this case. They're they're all in on getting that top yeah. pick. I don't I don't know. know who we're talking about. Victor seven four. That's y'all know who we talking Wamba about. Wamba Yamba or something like that. Wanna bango on a monopia. I'm calling Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So that's that's what they're all in on. We'll see what happens there. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, Houston, they're not they're not interested. Uh, I mentioned earlier, Dinwiddie kind of coming off that 40 plus minute game the other night. He's one of eight right now. Right. And I, I find it a little hilarious that in a game where you're not playing Luca and like Dinwiddie's playing like ass, you're like, mm -hmm. hey, uh, Christian Wood, keep coming off the bench. Like, <laughs> come on, man. Right. Like. like the logic before is you needed to get some scoring off the bench because where are you going to find it in the starting lineup? Well, now you're starting right. lineup. You're literally 30-plus points-a-game guy. Luca is out for rest. Why not have Christian Wood in the starting lineup? Give him this little bit against his former team. Let him have this. But they, they never can. Kids, kids got to play his mental warfare games. So that is what it is. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and bounce off of that and agree with you totally. Dan Witte is one for eight and one for five from three-point range. But you got two for two for free throw, for free throw, so that's good. I'll just give you a hand clap with that. They're doing great, actually, from the three-point uh, free throw line. But I'm just bouncing off of you with that, uh, DDP. I don't know why the hell you don't start Christian Wood against one of your, your old teams where you used to turn yeah. up over there. You you start you 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 rest Luca. They're two and twelve, one and nine away away from home. Mm -hmm. Why in the hell are you not starting him? This is a game where you definitely start him. You don't got to worry about firepower off the bench. They don't care. Like they don't care over there. They're fighting over right. there. 
seen them just two weeks ago fighting each other, the young players fighting each other. So they're just about themselves and wearing their gear and looking good and all that good stuff and, and looking fresh and talking to their peoples at the end of the game. I play for the Houston Rockets. They don't care right now. So this is your opportune time to play a starter Christian Wood. And not only that, you could have had a Jaden Hardy, who you sent to the G League, I don't care. Yep. He's turning up. We already knew he could turn up. He played in the G League last year, and he did. I know he didn't shoot great, but he still turned up every 17 a game. And he's going over there in two games, turning all the way up. This will have been a he's perfect game. Yep. Right, well, uh, my bad, four games. But this is a perfect game against the Rockets to come mm -hmm. in here and really show your ability so they can sit there and say, oh, why haven't we been playing him more? Look how he looks. But no, like you said, kid, See, DDP is on one with you, and I'm not trying to be like that with you, kid. DDP is on your on your on on you. I'm trying to be positive, but I'm gonna go to DDP side if you keep on doing this dumb stuff, dog. Yeah. Oh, there goes one light early. Uh yeah, it's it's very it's fine. I look more dramatic this way somehow. Um yeah, Hardy Hardy in the G League has been absolutely killing it so far. He's had four G League games. He's averaging 26 and a half points on 52.9% from the field, 42.9% from three, five boards, 4.3 assists, 0.8 steals, and 0.8 blocks per game. He can create his own shot. He's a serious playmaker. And he's actually shown, you know, we thought before, like he was more of like, yeah, he can give you the offense, but defense, eh, maybe. He's, he's you know, averaging nearly a block and steal a game. And he had a beautiful swat in transition on a dunk attempt the other night. Uh, the dude absolutely could be a viable option for you. I still think it's going to take time to season, but mm -hmm. like you said, this is a perfect opportunity to play him. And it's not like you sent him way away. He's over in Frisco playing with the legends. You could have him right now in this game where you're practically flying the white flag anyway, or at least, you know, putting it at, at a chance that you lose this game. You shouldn't be losing. So why not? Why not get him out there? It's not like playing him a game here and there when you're in a rest situation is going to somehow stunt his development. Get him the action because, yeah, he can go down to the G League and he can tear it up for a while. We see guys do that, to be fair. We do see guys who in the G League are just unstoppable and then they get to the, the, high, the highest level and they can't really get on the court or make a real impact. Fair. We do see that. But you got to actually give him that experience. Just like last year, his first taste of G League, largely underwhelming. It was more like that, that people thought coming out of uh, high school and going in that like, oh, he could be a top 10 lottery pick. He falls all the way to you at what, 37? R like ridiculous. But you see this year, how much better is he in G League? So it's like you got to give the guy that taste let him kind of adjust a little bit to it. And then when you bring him back later, he'll be ready, but he's got to know what he's going into. Like just having him just tear it up in G league and nothing else isn't quite the same because in G league, they're going to feature him like prominently all the right. shit's going to run through. Him. Right. And right. like that, that is helpful and that will pay some dividends, but the level of competition isn't quite the same. The best thing you can do is find these little moments here and there. If you're not going to put him heavy in the rotation right now, fine if you can't find consistently 10 minutes a night for him fine at least find games like this on your schedule where you're basically like all right we're not playing luca second night of a back-to-back then when he's kind of gassed already we've been playing him heavy yeah this would be a good time to bring him up let him and wood play and just make this the christian wood Jaden hardy game and see what happens and you started josh green tonight you could have had like a great really interesting trifecta to work with there not saying you win necessarily with that you should but at the very least you have intrigue to the game they couldn't even give us that i i totally agree with you with that this is the game this was the game in my opinion to really show your young talent show your new player in christian wood your young talent who you're trying to really grow into what you feel like can be building blocks for your team later on. You like mm -hmm. Josh Green. You like what he's doing. Like you said, perfect time to have a Josh Green playing with a Jaden Hardy and a Christian Wood. You could have actually had all three of those guys on the floor together and could see how they worked out and see how they played against. Like, yeah. we already know 
just as you said, Jaden Harden going down to the G League, they're going to feature him. They know he's an NBA player. He's not a G League player. He's an mm. NBA player. He's just coming down here for seasoning. He's not staying here. He's going back to the NBA because the NBA guy, he can go down to the G League automatically now and dominate because I'm an NBA player now. That's why, Jason Kidd, you need to play him. He's an NBA player now. Okay, you want to give him some seasoning? Okay, but he's better than them. He yeah. needs to get NBA work now. He needs to get guys. It's, it's, I'm going to go back to this, DDP. When I used to hoop all the time, I was a hooper. We had two courts. We had this court called JFK. Everybody who was anybody went down there. Okay? Mm -hmm. If you was a baller, you went to this court to really kind of prove yourself. And there were two courts there. We called it the regular court, and then we called it the second court. The second court. You already knew who was going to the second court. That was the players who weren't going to get picked up on the first court, didn't really have mm -hmm. the skills. You could play over there all day, throw the ball up. You know, they playing weird because they not they can't come over here on this first court. You know what I'm saying? Right. They're not ready for that life. The first court is where you get that work. So if you are a Jaden Hardy, you've already dominated on that court over there. I don't need to see that court or smell that court no more. He don't need to see that G League, in my opinion, no more. He needs to get NBA work. He can bang with the Jalen Greens. He can he can get with them. But this is where you give him confidence, DDP. This is the game where you give him confidence. If he came yeah. in this game and he scored like 15, 17 points, now he's feeling good when he goes home. I can bang with these players. I'm ready. But what you do, you let him stay in the G League. He's not getting no more confidence down there. He knows what he can do down there. Mm -hmm. This is a game where you gave him some good confidence against the NBA team, against NBA players in a regular season game that counts. Now it's more mental to him, and he feels a little bit better about yourself. Jason Kidd, you dropped the ball on a lot of fronts today, and you need to step up as far as that because that's getting on my nerves. Yeah, you remember how we were saying a minute ago it was like 51-42 Dallas? Yeah, I see. 57-51. Yep. Yeah. Just like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, all the more reason. All the more reason you, you should have at least like you if you at least had, had your young guns in there, you would have been like, all right, that sucks, but learning, learning experience. Right. How do you think how do, how do you feel in a game like this where you got Tim Hardaway Jr. in 13 minutes throwing up 11 shots and he's 4 of 11? Right. Do you feel do you feel amped about that? No, because no, we we know this all. That's what Tim Hardaway Jr. does. Right. It, it just game, games like this are frustrating. Uh, real talk. I don't even have the game pulled up right now. I'm literally just following along with it. Uh, the I, score yeah, and feel. Twitter feed and all that. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's one of those things where knowing Luca wasn't playing and all that. I was like, OK, this is probably going to be a loss. I will recap, read through it. Shit's crazy, man. When when you got a, a toddler running around and all that too. But it's just right. like, do I want to give my time and energy to to watching this game? And it's right. like, oh, and wood off no. the bench still. Nothing's changing. No hardy. Yeah, I'll probably and how do you even feel good about this, DDP? Don't you feel yeah. worse about this? Because this is like your regular players losing against this squad. At least if I threw all my young players in, I would not feel good about the loss, but I would say more mm -hmm. of my young players played. They ain't really playing a lot, so this is okay for me. But you got right. your regular guys in there, and they're 2-12, and 12 and they're still beating you. Minus Luka, they're still beating you. So how do you go back and feel better about your team if the Rockets beat you tonight with your regular freaking guys? You get what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, you don't you don't feel great about it, but it, it it's a weird year so far not just the western conference like the nba in general so going going through this uh, I, I saw someone make this comment i feel like it was maybe chuck cooperstein made uh the comments about it and i kind of dug into it a little bit mm -hmm. every team in the league has at least three losses right now the milwaukee started nine and zero, and they've now lost like three out of four so like mm -hmm. every team is vulnerable and pretty much everybody right. has bad losses as right. well. So like we can rattle off several that were like, that's a joke. That's terrible. Right. How'd you right. lose that game? You're, you know, whatever. We can find those examples. Mm. Dallas is sitting at, what are they right now? Their record eight and five, seven and one. At home. Yeah. 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 That's right. Um, so you, you're looking at this and you see like, okay, the warriors meanwhile are zero and seven on the road with losses to Orlando, Charlotte, 
Detroit, mm -hmm. and Sacramento. Mm -hmm. That's bad. Mm -hmm. I you know I I hear people saying like, oh well this might be the end of the Warriors. To which I say like, okay even if it is, they got another ring out of it. Like they don't they don't need even if it is the end and they held on for like a heartbeat longer than necessary. Whatever, no one's gonna care. I, I also tend to think that they'll still be a very good team that they're gonna figure this out and weather the storm. Um, but in the in the West right now, every team has at least four losses. Your leading team is Portland. Then you got what like Utah, Detroit, and I'm trying to remember who else is at the very top up there. Uh, Memphis, Memphis is that that's your top four seeds in the West right now. Other than Memphis, who's kind of been on the upcome the last couple of years, obviously we didn't expect Utah to be as good as they are. We thought they might win 15, 20 games in the year after right. dealing their two best players. And yet they hit 10 wins already. Like that's impressive for them. Mm -hmm. But the parody in the NBA right now is more even than I, than I can recall, like East West, especially the West it's there's there's not really anyone running away with it like dallas you know dallas beat uh utah they've beaten portland i think as well um so it, it's a, a situation like that then you look in the east meanwhile boston's the number one seed over there right now the the best record in the east okc they just took them to the wire basically in boston boston had won seven in a row and okc mm -hmm. I think lost by four or something like that. Like, and, and I know OKC is making a big step forward. Shea Gil Gilgis Alexander looks like a bona fide star. Yeah, he's, he's a star. Yeah, he's Dude, a star. At, he's a star. We, we've been we've already been talking about this for years. That King's ransom. I don't even know if King's ransom is a good enough term for it. That OKC got for Paul George. Good lord! It, like just the fact that he was the centerpiece of it you could have ended it there with like another first round pick and been like, that's a pretty good haul. Instead, you're looking at it and you're like, I'm sorry, you got like how many first round picks out of that? You got him get Gallinari and like six first round picks for Paul George, who was already like 30 years old. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. And the fact that now, uh, SGA has basically turned himself into it's amazing. He hadn't been an all-star yet, but point being, even if OKC is on an oh, up. Oh, man, he, he's still young. He's been in the league like four years. Yeah, he was the 11th pick in the 2018 draft. Uh, and frankly, the Clippers would have been better off if they had just kept him and somehow, and I get it, Kawhi was contingent on uh, Paul George being acquired by a trade because they got George and then the Kawhi signing came after. But still, they would have been better off if they had gotten Kawhi and paired him with SGA, who they already had in-house. But mm -hmm. Whatever they're they're lost, my other teams gain. <laughs> right, right. But, uh, yeah, so it's it's an interesting situation for sure. Like the parity across the league is really strong. Like I said, Boston's got a seven game win streak right now. I think the next closest, unless it's changed in the last, and it, and it might well have. Uh, when I made this note yesterday, I think Washington was the next closest with like four. And you know what? It did change. Washington just got a. I think they're playing actually the Thunder right now, which would be a funny roundabout point. But um, yeah, it's the point. The parity in the league is at a ridiculous level. So, to what extent do we take concern or stock? Really, how do we evaluate? I guess this start by Dallas, where you see some good, you see some bad, you see some really frustrating. But is it an everywhere sort of thing? Like, do we see that everywhere and therefore we shouldn't panic too much about it? Or is this team a clear case of regression and something has to be done promptly to address it? Um, I'm going to go with the first thing you said. I don't I think it's something that um, the parity is, because when you look at the numbers around the league, Dallas is eight and five currently right now. The first place team is 10 and four in Portland Trailblazers, and they just beat them. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So and you OKC look at just beat Washington. So now right. that four game win streak is out. Golden State is six and eight. You know what I mean? Like the Minnesota yep. Timberwolves, who were everybody's talking about from last year, they were going to turn up. They're seven and eight. 
Memphis Grizzlies are nine and six, and Dallas mashed them, albeit it was a back to back, but that doesn't matter. That happens yeah. in the NBA. That's the fact. Um, so when you look at it, I, and this is the West, and the West is the strong, uh, the strongest conference, in my opinion. It's yeah, the strongest. It has been for a long, long time. It's been for a long time, dominated for a very long time. So when you look at it, Dallas is fifth right now, and they're only mm-hmm. one and a half games out of first place in the whole Western Conference. So, yep. yeah. We can't really trip off that, but we, what you just said is the maddening part is Dallas hasn't been playing their greatest with Reggie Bullock and Dorian mm-hmm. Finney-Smith. They have been struggling, yeah. especially mm-hmm. Bullock. You feel me? He, he had They're some still big bring, shots last night. He, he, oh, he had some big ones, but he has been struggling. You know that, DDP. Yes. He's been yeah, struggling 100%. like a month. All right. So for that, that fact, that they've been struggling. You've been bringing Wood off the bench. And Wood missed a couple games already. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We shouldn't feel bad at all. But I think it's just a situation of those blown leads. That bothers yeah. me like you brought up, them blown leads, because we've had multiple 20-point leads this year. In these, yeah. what, four, 13, 14 games? We've had what I'm gonna say, what, at least four or five. Four, yes. Leads. Four was what I was gonna say. Yeah. Um and in every case, we basically let it dwindle to zero. Right. Um, and I think I think we lost three of the four. I think that was part of what yes. was out of the ordinary with the Clippers game mm-hmm. last night was they actually did steady the ship. I think it only got down to one, and then they, they held on and pulled away. But, yeah, it, it's and it's all second-half stuff. They build the leads early. They come out of the gates mm-hmm. red hot sometimes, hot. build the lead, and then they – and that, that's – also where i feel like it's likely to kind of sort itself out because i do think like it's a focus thing and like they have the the guys and the leadership on this team that i feel like they can figure that out i think right now it's just a it's a little bit of a discipline thing where they know what's early in the season and yeah they get caught a little bit looking ahead but they're not in any danger of anything right now i think is how they view it so they just kind of sit back and then mess around too much all of a sudden the lead's gone they try to like claw it back hang on but they've lost the momentum by that point and in most cases they don't like it it's frustrating there's no other way to put it i would also contend for how many 20 point leads they've blown the positive is how many teams have built that kind of lead as often this year like dallas is doing something right Right. like they are in a situation where they're going out there against other good teams threatening to run their ass off the court. And you know, if it was like a playoff game or something that mattered, they would just do it. Like they would mm-hmm. not just coast and take their foot off the gas. This is just cause they're like, Oh, not only is it regular season, it's early regular season. We're in the first 15 games. We don't got to worry about this. You know, like that's mm-hmm. just seems like the kind of attitude that they've had. And it's frustrating as a fan especially when you're having to put the usage rate that you're putting on Luca because you can't ask him. He can, he's capable of dropping 35 a night. You should not have to ask him and require him to drop 35 a night for you to be relevant. That that's maybe relevance is a strong word for you, for you to win a lot of these games. Like if you look at the best players uh, as they're winning, like Michael Jordan could have averaged more points per game. LeBron could have averaged more points per game. It's it's a case where these guys are uh, once once they've got a full team built around them, they don't have to do as much. They don't have to do as much of the heavy lifting. They can still do it in the big moments. They can still be the leading scorer and be you know insane, but they don't have to carry the full burden. Luca could average 35, 37 points a game if he wanted. You know where that would get you come postseason? <laughs> a first round exit because he's out of gas. Right. Like there's no point in that I want. And I've called for this for two, three years, at least I want Luca averaging 25, 26 a game, but I want him averaging 12, 13 assists a game. Mm -hmm. I I want him. He, as far as I'm concerned, he doesn't even have to be your leading scorer. You could, you could, because he don't have to prove nothing. He don't got to prove nothing. But his game is also the playmaker and the creator. He can create for himself. But like, if you had a situation where like, if you were to, actually elevate wood and feature him his if you had a situation where wood was wood and luca were both averaging like 24 to 26 points a game but luca was also getting like 11 12 13 dimes 
you're going to win a bunch of games. Oh, like you're going to be in a good position. Luca's a better player to... when he when he gets better. Luca's a dog, but when he gets yeah. some better players around him, just watch his game. He is not the type that when he sees you can hoop, when he sees you can get buckets, he mm -hmm. is going to get you the ball. Like he will yeah. look for you. Like he does not have a problem deferring to you. Like here, go take that because I already know what I can do. I already know I can take over this game when I want to. I need to see some other guys do it. You feel yep. me? I feel like that's what he feels like in his heart. I need to see them other guys, and he's happier. You see it. He is yeah. happier when everybody else is turning up. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's what it basically boils down to is like putting yourself in a position where he can be efficient, he can still be effective, and then come postseason, he's actually got something to offer. He's not just running on fumes. Right. I mean, that's last year was just a Herculean effort for him. Like, basically, I I almost got the feeling that like everything he had to expend to like come back in that Sun series, I felt like that was basically like almost all of the reserves he had left for a run. And by the time the Warriors thing came around, especially after they were game two, run him to death. Yeah. They were oh yeah. Not 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 only that. Not only that, they also were very careful not to to piss him off. Like every time they knocked him to the ground, they were the ones helping him up. Like, no, 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 dude, it's okay, it's cool. They don't. They know angry Luca is not something you want to mess with, especially in the playoffs. The the Clippers have messed around and thinking that would throw him off his game. It really hasn't in the past. It, the reasons they were beating Dallas was not because they were getting in Luca's head. Luca was destroying them, and they were having to weather the storm despite having vastly superior rosters to the Mavericks those two years so the it just felt like with Dallas in that series they lost game one all right fine they had a 19 point lead in game two and then they lost it at, on the road and that was like a heartbreaker for them and that honestly felt like Dallas's best shot to do anything in that series I think at that point it was like all right pride let's just try to get one and they got it in game four to avoid a sweep. That was it. Right. So I, I think Luca, the dependency on him is still too high. Worse, I feel like it's higher than ever. Um, even though you have pieces where you shouldn't have to ask him to do as much, they're asking him to do more than ever, his usage rate and all that. And I think it's going to bite them if they don't do something. So I contend not only do you have to stop messing around with what you're doing with Christian Wood, I think you also need to make a move like now, like don't don't wait for the deadline. Do something as soon as possible to get a third ball handler, because even though the front office and everyone kept saying all off season, even as we were sitting here saying you need to replace Brunson, they're like, we've already got Spencer Dinwiddie and we were, you know, we were when we had just Luca and Jalen last year, we were doing just fine before Dinwiddie came in and yeah it's great to have it but you don't have to have it and pff, did, did i forget to mention like josh green's elevating frank nilakina is capable of being that third ball handler then why aren't they frank hasn't been healthy but he he's an okay he, his impact is effort and defense trying to say now i want you to be a third ball handler and playmaker for us not not ideal he can be eh, at that he can be fine capable doesn't mean that's an ideal option and Josh Green, for everything he's doing right, he can give it to you in small doses. It's not like replacing what Brunson gave you. And I'm not saying, hey, Hardy's got to come in and be Jalen Brunson right now. What I am saying is you need to get you need to do something to address it. And all summer, they gaslit the fan base, basically making it sound like they didn't need that. There wasn't any real pressure to do that. And now here they are like. Oh yeah, they're like they're publicly saying it's not even just anything that they're saying, like whispering to their sources or whatever their their uh, journalists that cover the team. It's not even anything they're whispering to them. They're basically saying it publicly, like, "Ooh, yeah, we need a th third ball handler right now. We we don't have enough creators. We're too high of usage on Luca. He's we're basically asking him to be superhuman, and that doesn't seem reasonable. Like, yeah, you think, like." as much as you gaslight the fans like we don't know what we're talking about and to be fair there are fans with a lot of terrible opinions i'm not trying to say like listen to the fans they always know but on something like this it, it was kind of inexcusable like 
go do something for it. Like go find an upgrade for this roster. You can do it. You have pieces that you can probably flip and should flip because I don't think they all fit terribly great together. You have a lot of guys that are kind of like those, uh, those forward positions. They don't necessarily, they can't create for themselves. They're kind of just like spot up or one dimensional. You don't have guys that can basically handle the rock and do something with it. That's why they're trying to sell us on Frank and Josh. Cause they're like, well, Hey, they can bounce the ball without it going off their foot. Right. It's like, no, 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 no. Like get someone that can actually like weave through the paint a little bit. As much as Trey Burke had serious deficiencies, the very least Trey Burke could weave through a paint, weave through the paint and find something, create for himself or find something. I'm not saying go get Trey Burke to be clear. I'm just saying that was a, a very, a very useful ability that he had that they just don't have right now so i'd like to see them actually address it and not keep gaslighting the fans as if they didn't need it and oh now it's just a it would be nice to have no you need it and you should have listened in the first place yeah man i i i agree there's a lot of agreements right here they need another ball handler Jaden hardy i think eventually um you know he needs to get minutes but he's obviously probably not ready right now. Needs to still needs some more seasoning. You need kind of maybe a mid veteran that can come in and really give you uh, some good quality minutes. I know they're playing a Capazio and uh, you know uh, Frank. Uh, I call him Frank Nitty. That's not his last name, but I call him Frank Nitty. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I, I see it. You know, he's just coming off an injury. Let's see what happens with that. But um, I don't know. Getting we'll worse. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it's. 64 55 it 64, was again 55 they're on like a 22 um, to 4 run everybody's shooting bad they're what, shooting 33 percent from the field 32 percent from three-point range it's crazy yeah, how you shoot four, terrible 10. from the field and the free throw line but i mean from the three-point line but in the free throws you're killing it and it's usually opposite when you're shooting pretty good from the field decent from three-point range and you're terrible from the free throw line yeah so um I don't know. Like I said, this is just a game where, like I said, you know, you really should have had Jaden Hardy in this game. Um, you know, J Josh Green has only took uh, took one attempt. Tim Woody's three at thirteen. Hardaway, we know he does. He just be chucking up everything like he never going to shoot the ball again in his life. Like this was right. his last NBA game. Um, yeah. But hopefully, you know, you know, I hate to lose to this team. I really sure. do hate to lose to them because I feel like this is an unwanted loss. I even if you rest Luca, you still could beat this team. You still should beat this team, even with Luca being out. I feel like you still should beat this team. So uh, we'll see kind of what happens. But you know, just uh, kind of looking at the landscape, I do agree they need to make a move. Uh, they need to add another piece up in here to kind of help the squad um, kind of take it to an even another level because you can't never be satisfied right ddp can't never ever yeah. sit there and say oh we're okay we're good you can't never ever think about that as an owner a gm anything you always got to be thinking what can we make our well how can we make our squad better we got to look at our team right now what can we do to make it better and that's what you always have to think about and you can never feel like oh our roster is good we're set we're, we're going to go ahead and attack it like this no you always got to look at you add a piece and maverick still needs some pieces on his team they do um you mentioned earlier Josh Green only one field goal attempt. He is four or four at the line, so he is at least attempting other shots. He's just drawing contact. But mm -hmm. I, yeah, a game like this, the very least you got to give me is Josh Green attempting twelve shots or something. You got to give me that. You got to give me something where it's like, okay, Josh Green tried to actually like be active and like take on a primary creating role, trying to actually like do something himself. How does that look? How capable does that look? Because this is a game like this. You're just trying to find baby steps. You're just trying to find developmental milestones that you can point to. So later, like perfect example, that Brooklyn game, that last one where Green was just unconscious. Mm -hmm. That was that was a moment. This should be the next like, yes. OK, let's see if you can do that again, because we're not really going to be in this game at this point. We're missing our best guy. So go out there, go go see what you can do this is your game at this point that's what i'm thinking like if i'm if i'm kidding i'm there i'm in a timeout telling josh green like 
all right, I want you to get aggressive. I want you to go look for your shot. We'll set you up some stuff, but go looking for your shot. Go into attack mode and just see what you can do. So it's, it is what it is. This game's probably not going to go the way we hoped, but kind of expected rather. Um, so we'll see. Speaking of help, one thing that we know they will not be doing, thankfully, hard pass. They will not be acquiring in any way. Will they be pursuing Ben Simmons? That was a report from, I think, a few days ago. It was more, I think it was a rumor that Dallas was interested in kind of monitoring the situation with Simmons. You got a report from Shams today, basically, like the Nets themselves, players, coaches, the franchise is concerned because not just his availability, but also they just don't think he has a passion for the game. And dude, I feel like that's been so obvious for so long. I, I know they felt like they had to get something for the hardened debacle. But if Ben Simmons was really the best you could get when we already knew that Simmons was basically washed from the end of Philadelphia, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know what to tell you. Like that that's a horrible return. You went all in, you did the best you could, whatever. He hit the other night eleven points. And that is his season high. And let me find the date of it. It was his highest scoring mark. Ah, here it is. Most points he's had in a game since June 14th of 2021. 11 points. Now I understand, like, people are like, oh, well, he's not really a scorer. He's not a big point. Uh, guy. Yeah, I want to hear that shit. He's a creator and he's He's all that. Nope. I'm like, he's 6'9. Like, He's like he's, six nine. He's a list. He's a legit six ten without shoes. Yeah. Well. Okay. You feel me? He's he's capable. Does he have a busted ass jump shot? Yeah, because he for some reason never learned how to get one. The dude is the most overhyped, overrated prospect. But he still could turn up. Ever. That's the thing. Even when he went to LSU, even when he went to LSU, I never saw what people were so hyped about. I was like, he yeah, he's got a lot of he's got a lot of tools but he doesn't excel really anywhere. Like, oh, he's a lockdown defender. Luca's cooked his ass plenty of times. Now I understand, like, Luca's a generational player, but it's just like, okay, well, here is the elite of the elite in terms of one-on-one players, Luca, and Luca's cooking his ass every time they play him. I think his rookie year, he did a decent job against Luca, and pretty much ever since then, Luca has cooked him. Luca had him falling over himself the two times they played him this year. And, uh, you know, dropping 30, 40 points, whatever on him didn't matter. So Simmons, it, it doesn't, it doesn't register to me. People ever calling him a superstar. I'm like, he is a sticker price role player masquerading as a superstar. Like that's, that's Ben Simmons at this point. He's had what multiple back surgeries at now, like, the guy doesn't have any real fire for the game. He doesn't have any real like desire to get better. He's just kind of coasting. He's just kind of there. And he's like, yeah, you know, I love basketball. Not necessarily everything that comes with it, but I enjoy the game. And it's like, then you hear the report from everyone internally in the franchise. Like, uh, we have real concerns about whether or not he even likes the game and like how much he cares to play, how much he cares to actually be there for his teammates and do things like that like do i want him even like on my roster even though he's still like in his what he's probably like 27 28 hell no hell no even if he didn't come with the sticker price he he comes with is he is he that old i thought he was still a little younger than that uh let me look and simmons age is 26 so i said 20 yeah okay so i was a little off i said 27 he was only one year off you good yeah, but here's the so, thing, just, ba- just kind of bouncing off what you said about Ben Simmons. Look, this is how I feel about Ben Simmons. No, Ben Simmons could be a dog. He really could be a dog. He 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 has the skill set. I know the jump shot, but like you said, he doesn't want to work on it. I was never mm-hmm. a great jump shooter, okay? People who played me, I could shoot the jump shot, but I was never a great jump shooter when I played. I was going to take right. you off the dribble. Um, some pe- Certain people who played me, kind of maybe knew my game and knew I wasn't really shoot that jump shot all like that unless you kind of really maybe forced me. And but I always knew there was a way I could get to the hole. You get what I'm saying? Like yeah. 
even if my jump shot was working, I still could get to that hole on you somehow, some way. There was some way I was going to be able to score. If I passed that ball, I was going to go hard off these screens. I was going to be very active, attack the rebounds, get some passes. I was going to stay active where I was always going to get some points because you move around, you act like you want the ball. When you look at Ben Simmons, he really acts like he don't want the ball. He does not want the ball. He does not want the ball. He doesn't want that pressure. He doesn't want any of that life. Um, Just just look at the one play in the two years ago in the playoffs against Atlanta. Key moment. I think it's literally game seven. And he has a situation right under the basket, wide open layup on Trey Young, and he kicks it out to the three-point line. He had a crucial give me of a bucket could not ask for an easier look and against trey young he was afraid and kicked it out that like his own fans couldn't believe what they saw they're like there's no way he just did that and whether you want to say it's like an advanced version of the yips he never got over that I, i think that's the moment he like completely imploded and like that that was it any any hope there was for him ever reaching the the hype and everything that he was proclaimed to be like all this, this great prospect to a player. Could, all but he's dissolved. just, he's, but here's the thing. He could, I don't think he that's, can anymore. I, I think the back, I mean, he, I mean, down. he may, he may not anymore, but that's his choice. He still could be a very good player with that size, that dribbling ability can get rebounds. Yeah, he can, but now he's just checked out dog. You can see he's done checked out. And now once you're done checked out, it is over for you because he still could be a good player. Even at his way he's playing right now, he's still damn near getting triple doubles at low end triple doubles. He's getting, he still can get you rebounds and assists. He just don't want that life because if you literally looked at his career at LSU, I looked at his career in high school. Nobody ever criticized Ben Simmons coming up. He never got no criticism. If you really look at his career, nobody ever said nothing bad about Ben Simmons. Even when he first got with Philly, he was the man. Sure. Joel and B start tearing into him because Joel and B don't care. Joel and B start yeah. really tearing into him, really getting in his head, really messing with him, talking about him. I just don't think he he's really a strong. He doesn't have a strong mentality, and he really can't take criticism, and he takes it to heart, and it really messes with him. And he's the type of guy that you we've seen players that when they take criticism, some players like explode from that. Like, okay, I'm gonna get better from that. I don't yeah. care what you stand. Some people can't take it. I've coached players. I've coached kids that when you criticize them, they get in the shell and they're done. It's like you right. almost gotta coax them and stroke them, and it's like you ain't got time to do that to nobody in the NBA. You're a grown ass man making major, major money. You're making big money. So ain't nobody got time to coddle you and feel sorry for you because you're making millions, mm-hmm. millions to be a top player. So I don't feel any. I mean, I know he wins some things, but as far as the basketball side, I don't feel sorry for you. And just to kind of roundabout from my end, I'm uh-huh. glad Dallas. I don't know why you even contemplated it, but I'm glad you moved on from it because Ben Simmons would be no kind of yeah. asset in Dallas. No, he wouldn't. You, we were talking about you need guys that – yeah, he's able to go off the dribble and do a little bit, but his his numbers this year are 5.8 points, 6.1 rebounds, 5.6 assists, uh, 47% at the free throw line. Not, nothing there. Like his career numbers, 15.6, 8, and 7.7. Yeah, that's that's much better, obviously. But I, I think whatever happened in his like last year and a half, basically, in Philadelphia, completely, like, like you said, just decimated him mentally and then he had the back issues start up and everything and i just think that basically wrapped it up for any any hope he had of that but i I never viewed him as a superstar i I viewed him as like you can't even call him a complete player he he was a nice two-way player he could create he could do some things like that uh he was at a time a great defender but it's just like yeah he's not He's not a superstar. A superstar to me is someone that can go be Batman on whatever team. Like, doesn't mean that you get two Batman on the same team, for instance. Like, when you had Durant and Curry together, it's not like, oh, well, one of them's not capable of being that. No, they both are. But you have to be able to go to a team somewhere and be the guy and be a damn capable guy that can actually elevate the team. Like, 
you you talked about it earlier a little bit like Mavericks are back uh, in it just to let you know Mavericks are back nice in it. uh like being a dog Russell Westbrook the last year that he had real relevance I know he's been on a nice little tear here but the Lakers are so terrible it doesn't matter since they moved him to the bench mm-hmm. um but that that one year he spent in Washington was actually a damn good year for him like Washington never does anything never makes the playoffs or anything he averaged a triple double again like he does got them into the playoffs and their winning percentage I think the second half of the season was like really strong like he helps turn them around and like elevated them there that might have only been as high as they were going to go just to get into the playoffs but that was something like you have to be capable of doing something like that and to me Ben Simmons was always just like like I said he's a he's a glorified role player like he could be a damn good role player on the right team Joel Embiid is your guy like he is your guy you're building around obviously he just had his obscene game the other night like 59 points was it 15 rebounds seven blocks like absurd what he what he was able to do the other night um that's your batman no doubt but man even just being robin to to that batman i didn't think ben simmons really could do that and that played itself out year after year to the point where even Embiid was just like all right i'm kind of done with this 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 isn't happening so yeah no no thank you on the any ben simmons talk i literally don't care if they're trying to give him to you I'm like, no, nah, man, we need shooting. We need to surround Luca with shooters. You want to surround him with I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah, It ain't even about the shooter. Now, I just don't want that mentality. I don't yeah. want that mentality in the building. He don't really care. You can see it on his face. He don't really care. You, he just got that look like he don't care. I've seen, mm-hmm. like, he just look at you. Just look at him. He's just like, I'm just going through the motions. I'm just doing what I can do. He's just collecting a paycheck at this point. That's just what he's doing. So, you know what? I ain't want to talk about him no more. He get me mad right now. <laughs> that's fine anyway because that was all i had on simmons but uh yeah so it's it's interesting to see kind of where where dallas is at where it feels like the the west in general is at I'll, I'll tell you this i've been clamoring for this for four years and there's some obvious bias in it i will admit uh the guy i want dallas to go get and he's not he's not even a perfect fit for addressing like what we've been talking about with like a third ball handler but it's such a buddy solid Hill. upgrade. Yes, Buddy Hill. I knew it. Buddy, <laughs> buddy Hill. I dude. knew it. That's your guy. Dude, dude you, shot like forty-seven percent. I know. Yes, you will have so shot bad. Forty-seven like percent from three last year on like seven so attempts a game. Like you will have so so bad. The dude is a legit. Like I, I understand. Like at OU, he was a great two-way player, great defender. He was like a three and D guy and could create for himself a little bit in the NBA he's not a great defender he's average at best um and he's not going to do a whole lot of creating for himself but even if you just want to say hey man just go knock the knock down a hundred threes he'll go do it and everyone's saying like oh don't you already have that no no no. not like Hardaway jr is nothing nothing like like what buddy healed brings in terms of efficiency buddy buddy healed takes like i said like seven a game and shoots over like well well over 40 percent Tim Hardaway Jr. is like his best year of his career, I think, is 38%. And it damn sure wasn't on seven attempts a game. Like Buddy Heald's like, I got one thing I He'd do, and I like, do it. If he, if he could have the opportunity to chuck up like 20 a game, he would. Yeah. Oh, he absolutely would. And, you know, he's one of those guys, too, where it's like he, <laughs> his, uh, his contract – He's still working off of the deal he signed with the Kings, which I think was like a $95 million. It's a big contract, but it's far enough out now that you look at it and you're like, that's not even like terrible. You know, he's averaging 18.8 points, 5.5 boards, 3.2 assists. Ridiculous, like ridiculous what he's doing, like for the role, especially he's in. Um, let me see, buddy. I want to compare his stats, like career stats against Hardaway. Cause that's, that's, really the conversation Man, I, we're having i don't know point. why you you don't know why you're doing it. i i feel why you're doing it but that ain't even close in my opinion tim hardaway jr is just I, I don't got no words for him only reason why i can get hyped about him is because he's on dallas mavericks and he's we need, we need oh, somebody who can hit the three 
But, bro, when he be coming in the game, he be doing that goofy stuff. Like, he just be chucking them up, and I just be wanting to jump through the TV and fight him sometimes because I'm just <laughs> like, every time he catches the ball, bro, it, like, it don't matter. He just chucking it up. Like, he don't have no regard for life how way he chucks up them threes. And I think that's one of the frustrating things when we talk about losing them 20-point leads. Dallas starts selling for them damn three-pointers. They get a 20-point lead, and then as soon as they come down court, that one pass, one not even one pass, it's come yeah. down the court, shoot, and it's a three. Luca passes to you, three. You don't have to shoot that daggone three every daggone time. Push it inside, drive to the hole, do something. That's why they lose them leads. They keep chucking up them threes, and you know what? After they chuck the three uh, DDP, they stand yeah. there and look, and they get killed in transition defense, and that's how them teams come back. Yeah, no, I agree. Dallas, Dallas and their efficiency, they're in like the top five um, in terms of scoring efficiency in the first half, and they're in like the bottom six, I think, in uh, the second half. Like, they'll rush out to the leads, and then they just kind of cruise, and it's because they get inefficient. They start settling for jump shots, not getting to the, not getting to the basket, uh, all that, so... Uh, Buddy Hill career stats, 16 points a game, 4.3 boards, 2.5 assists, career 39.8% three-point shooter. Hardaway is a 35-7 on his three-point shooting. And if I'm just looking at this most recent year, because that's really the comparison to make, uh, you got Buddy Hill last season was shooting... Let's see. Well, from the field, he was 44%. Last season was actually slightly down for him. Uh, Three-point percentage, he was 36. Um, but Hardaway is, for his career, not near the marksman. A lot fewer attempts a game as well. And Buddy Hill this year is shooting over 40%, basically 41% from three. So it's just a matter of you'd be getting such a substantial upgrade there and a guy that can be much more consistent for you because we we talk about it too like uh the still weirdest nickname to to go with for your starting forwards uh your bang bros essentially with dorian finney smith and reggie bullock they're like i love dodo i love me some dodo and bullock was so huge for them last year last year in the playoff run was so huge for them i appreciate all of that I also know mm-hmm. for a fact that like they're both streaky. They're both capable of going into prolonged ruts like they've basically been to start this year. And Hardaway is just like that as well. Hardaway mm-hmm. is a guy who can get scorching hot for about a dozen games and then be an iceberg for the next 20. And it's just that's just kind of what you get. And it's like, yeah, I don't need three guys that do that, especially one like Hardaway who will take, like you said, he's in the game 10 minutes. He's going to take 10 to 12 shots. You, you don't need that. You don't need the guy like I, it's a good shooter mentality, but you don't need an Antoine Walker type player. That's just like a volume shooter and scorer. You need someone that can be a little more efficient with it. And I think Buddy Hill would be a phenomenal, phenomenal addition and upgrade with that respect. If you do that and then you just actually try to develop your Jaden Hardy and all that, I'll feel I'll feel better about where they're headed. That'd be great if you could just do a straight up swap. That'd yeah. be awesome. You won't. I'd be but so it happy. Would be great. I, I know it would never happen, but man, that'd be awesome. I'd be feeling so good. Cause like you said, now we have somebody who yeah, yeah. Yeah, Tim Hardaway Jr., man, he just <laughs> He's 7 of 17 right now, 18 points. His second leading scorer, Christian Wood, has 26 and 3 right now. Um, Mavericks are down two points with the end of the third. So hopefully they yeah. can pull this out with the backup team. That would make me feel good um, just because you want to stay. I want to stay on top. And just like we said, just like you said, um, as much as we've been frustrated, not really frustrated, but just frustrated with the losing of the leads, still got to feel good about. You beat a Portland Trailblazers, who's the best. Well, they have the best record in the Western Conference, the West, and, yeah. you, and you beat them. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Memphis Grizzlies. Yes, I know they did the back-to-back, but they're one of the top teams in the West. You beat them. You get what I'm saying? Clippers. They ain't chopped liver. 
you beat them. You know what I mean? So, right. So that that well, you had some ugly losses, but they were ugly losses where you could have won. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And you should have won. So I feel good about that. And um, and, and remember, we talked about it before the season even started. DDP kind of in closing this in the capsule. We talked about this in the beginning that we thought the team was going to come out slow out the gates anyway. And yep. well, I look at the record. It's surprising to me because I didn't know if this record was going to be this the way it is. I thought it'd be more slower out the gates. So compared to what we were talking about at the beginning of the season, I don't feel as bad. Yeah, um, record-wise is about what I thought. Uh, the difference is I thought it would be more stagnant, and I think it's almost the fact that they have shown how capable they are at multiple instances, building those 20-plus point leads. That's kind of what has me frustrated because it's like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, so you know. <laughs> you know what you need to do, and you do it but you just can't for some reason make yourself give the full 48 minutes of it. You let up and teams have runs every, every team, especially first half 20 point leads, whatever those, those don't last, especially in the NBA. Um, you're not running away from anybody just cause you built a 20 point lead. Um, but when you're routinely giving those up and every single time you build that lead, the team comes back and either overtakes you beats you, or at the very least makes you scratch and claw for what looked like you were going to coast just an hour earlier that starts to become a little bit concerning. So mm-hmm. I, I think the main right. thing is there, they did start generally slow. Like we predicted for a while. Um, it's still early. Obviously we're 15 games in my big thing is that if you're starting slow and you have nights like tonight, you need to be finding ways to maximize it and experiment a little bit you need to be a mad scientist in there basically saying like all right how do i get the most long term this isn't just about tonight let's just think bigger picture here i need to make sure that i'm building up josh green let's have josh green cut loose a little bit tonight and try to try to do some more himself take a bigger responsibility than he usually has let's see how he adapts to that you know think big picture that way we should have Jaden Hardy in here actually playing a little bit, see what he's able to do. Even if he, even if Jaden Hardy came out and he was like a one for eight, I would be like, okay, learning experience. Cause we've seen those kind of performances from him. It's not like they never happen. Okay, cool. Go back to G league for a little bit, but now, you know, now you've got a little bit of a feel for that. And when you come back next time, you'll be a little bit more capable. That's what I want to see. I want to see him getting those minutes while they're there for the taking anyway, because you're not going all out for this win anyway. Maybe you'll still get it. You should. Houston doesn't even want it. But you got you to gotta find ways to, to at least think big picture, try to develop your chemistry, try to develop some of these guys, and to help them assume those bigger roles, whether that bigger role be later this season, beyond this season, whatever. If you're talking Hardy and you're talking Josh Green, those are guys that you would ideally hope to be cornerstones you want them to be part of this core you build around luca build around luca and christian wood maybe yeah you gotta let them do it you gotta let you gotta give them that opportunity to actually do it and it's not like they need luca there to hold their hand every step of the way let them stand on their own a little bit get their feet wet and then deal with the steps that come after just having them go down there in g league and just light it up night after night hey that's fun but that only gets you so far. You got to see the show. You got to see what it's actually like. Yeah, I agree. And like I said, they got to get a Hardy up here um, ASAP. I think they, I don't know if they're going to make any moves, but that's a move that they got to get going. Um, I don't want to hear, keep on hearing the excuses young because this is a young players league. These guys are coming in, as I said before, at 18, 19, 20 years old. And they're ready to play now. You just seen uh, Apollo Pachero. He played one year at Duke, and he's going crazy. You know what I'm saying? The, mm-hmm. uh, uh, ben Machua, he's going nuts. I said it's going to be between both of them being a rookie year. Both of them are like, what, 19 years old? So yeah. it, we can't hear that excuse like the young players can't play the game. And as I said before, he's already played in the G League last year. He left high school to go to the G League because he ain't want to fool with college. You feel me? Because he felt like his game was on that level. 
So he's already proved that he can do it. Let this man start getting some minutes in these games, even if it's like in the second quarter, end of the second quarter, uh, two minutes in the game. Let him continue to get his feet wet so he can get used to this because you need his skill set on the court, period. You do. Even weirder is uh, the legends are playing also right now, and Hardy is not suited up for them either. So tonight he's getting nothing. Hmm, That's terrible. I don't even know how that happens. I think they're in like Mexico or something tonight. Uh, but even still, how like, you know, they call players up and down all the time from uh, recall them from the G League all the time. But how did your signals get crossed to the point where he wasn't able to make the game tonight? You know what I mean? It's not like you called him up this morning or sent him down to the G League this morning. If he did it, it would have been a couple days ago at least. He's played four games for them this year. So that that just feels like as we're talking about, like you gotta think big picture. It's like, oh, you you got nothing beneficial coming out of this. You don't even have like, oh, well, that was a frustrating game. Let's see how hard he did for the for the legends. Ooh, 36 points. Nice. That'll be very nice in our lineup someday. You don't even have that tonight. Tonight right. it's just like, hmm feel like we uh maybe missed something <laughs> like yeah. it would have been good to have at least that yeah but, it was a big mess yeah. it but is it is what it is man it is what it is yeah so it is yeah. what it is who we got next well, before we get up off here who we got next uh, uh let's see do we have i don't know that there's anything else mavs centric to talk I, I don't no no anything... like no our next game who, who mass play oh, next game? next game, who they play? I thought you were talking about yeah. segment-wise, and I was like, oh, no, I no, feel no, like no. we kind of already covered everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah we uh, talked about it. Let me pull up the Mavs schedule now here. Mavs next game has... Looks nuggets. like... Ooh. Nuggets, yep. Back, Ooh, nuggets, back, back, nuggets. Back, back Both at home, too. Interesting. Mm. And that'll be uh, t- that'll be good because Dallas is 7-1 at home. Yeah. yeah, Dallas has been very good at home this year. Their one loss was to OKC. Oh, don't bring that up. <laughs> Speaking of OKC, we bad. talked about SGA earlier. Dropped 42 mm-hmm. points tonight on Damn, 13 didn't he drop 17 like, shooting. That's crazy because I think he dropped like 38 the, the night before that. Do you, do you want me to crazy. run you through his? Do you want me to run you through his scoring for the year? No, I've, I've been seeing. Very I've been, gladly do it. I've seen his scoring. I'm I'm I I I closely pay attention because I like Josh Giddy as well. So I like that backcourt that they yep. have. Yeah. Uh, but you know, his game, the way he just gets to that hole, he gets to the rack. Like he is getting to that rack, no matter what you say. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, uh, it's a good thing. I love watching this game, man. I like the way his game is matured and he's going to continue to get better. So, um, I like seeing it and I like seeing the Mavs 81, 81 beat these rockets, pull this game out somehow, some way, uh, wood is turning up. Hardaway Jr. is turning up, so I guess they're going to kind of live off them because then Woody's playing terrible. So I guess this will be the Christian Wood Hardaway Jr. show. So please, both of y'all pull it out. Wood, get like 30 tonight, and let's get this dub and uh, get ready for these uh, Nuggets on this back-to-back because that's going to be a kind of tough game because uh, the Nuggets got squad. Yeah, uh, they do. It, it'll be a really good one. Steve Lupton, your timing is very unfortunate as we are hitting the wrap-up. Oh, yeah. In the um, Play the replay, baby. That's why they got yeah. rewind. Rewind. Right, right. Um, yeah, Shea has been unreal this year. He's averaging 31 and a half. And I think he has, you know, we talked earlier, Luca's streak he was on before that uh, Magic game broke his streak of consecutive 30-point games to open a year. Shea had like a 26-point game early on. And then it was like 32, 36, 38, 38, 31, 36, like murdering it. Just absolutely tearing it up um and yeah tonight 42 points on 13 of 17 shooting just master class um really really special player there so happy for okc that amidst all that they lost you think about like the the star power they lost in their short history um you're like wow you thought a franchise had kevin durant james harden russell westbrook uh, also at different tenures had Paul George, Carmelo Anthony, like you, you rattle off those names. You're like, huh, they never did anything, huh? Well, they lost all that and had a, a little bit of a rough stretch there, but now they've, they've got a, another essentially homegrown talent. Shea, I think only had one year 
with uh, the Clippers. So essentially another homegrown superstar, it looks like, in the making in uh, SGA. But we'll see. <laughs> Just don't yep. beat Dallas no more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Worst game against Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that'll uh, that'll pretty much wrap up everything for tonight's show. We'll be mm -hmm. back next Wednesday, same time, running it for episode twenty six. Twenty six. Won't be building. Yep. We'll uh, we'll have plenty to talk about then. I'm sure. See how this team does because obviously we've got a couple good games coming up with Denver. Really a good measuring stick for Dallas, especially to see how they're going to respond after a little bit of a shaky start. You got Luca his rest game tonight, so see how they bounce back. But uh, we'll run it back then. Anything yeah, else uh, we want to touch on? Nah, man, not nothing not I got to touch on. Just uh, like I said, continue to support the channels, DDP with the Dallas Prospect, Big Game James, my page, my channel. Uh, go out there and support how we do it. We didn't talk any Cowboys, but we'll talk about that. But right now we're talking about these Mavericks. So just go out there and tell the people. If you know any Mavericks fans out there, if you really like Mavericks basketball, if you like basketball in general, because uh, it's not just Mavericks to talk about. We talk about the opposite team and their players as well. Um, so jump on here, man, and go out here and share, share, share. Like the channels, both channels, and share the hell out of this. You know, people that like the hoop game, share it so we can continue to uh, expose uh, the good things about the Dallas Mavericks and what they're continuing to do. Um, and like you said, we'll be back next Wednesday. Same bad time, same bad channel, talking all the good things, Mavericks, and we'll see how it happens uh, with this good back-to-back. -back. It'll be a good test. Mavericks have a – I mean, I'm sorry, the Nuggets have a good squad. Uh, I know I think Joachim, I think he might – I don't know if he might be injured or whatever, uh, but still, they got a good quality squad. Jamal Murray is back. So I definitely like to see this matchup and see how it happens and make sure you uh, tune in because, hey, even before Wednesday – we still might drop a good, the bad, the ugly. So make sure you just keep yep. on uh, supporting and liking and, and checking out the channels. And uh, let's continue to be great out here in these streets, man. Sounds good, man. Till next time, guys. Peace.